contrary to belief, slowing it down, I think will speed it up in the long run because you get so good at that and then it becomes natural, right? And we got to shift the thought around like, oh, well, how long is all this going to take? Well, if you're selling high ticket, it's worth the effort because one client at 3,000, 5,000, 10, whatever, that's worth a conversation to me, right? <laughs> you're trying oh, to get absolutely. To that much. So this also, this process is also working for 10K offers as well. Oh yeah. I have okay. one client who her highest package is 35,000. And she's selling in the DMs. Yep. No sales calls. Hi, Offscripters. It's your host, Sewa Ajay Pili, and welcome to episode 127 of the She's Offscript podcast. This is a show where we hear and learn from women who've created unique blueprints for their business success. My hope is that you'll hear their stories and translate their gems into a unique path for yourself. In today's episode, we meet Candace Chapman. She's a direct messaging sales coach who helps business owners sell their high ticket services through their DMs, all without ever getting on a sales call. If you're a business owner who's not messaging your followers, you're probably leaving money on the table. During our conversation, Candace gives us scripts and the different scenarios that we'll probably encounter as we DM our followers. After being laid off from her nine to five, she was able to use these strategies that she teaches to replace her own salary in just one month. Before we hear the rest of Candace's episode, I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This will help to spread the word about our show so amazing stories like Candace's can continue to inspire women looking to launch their own off-script journeys. The She's Offscript podcast also has a membership community to help launch and grow your business with resources and coaching. Join our Boss Offscript community today by going to sewaajpele.com forward slash community. With that, let's go off script with direct messaging sales coach Candace Chapman. Thank you for being here. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. So for any of our listeners who haven't come across you online or in their DMs, could you share who you are and what you do? Yes. So I am a business launch strategist and direct message sales coach, and I help people sell their high ticket services by launching through live video. And what that live video does is help people to funnel more leads into their DMs. And then I'm helping them with things like objection handling, conversation skills, and then closing directly in the DMs without sales calls. And that is what I want to focus on today is how can we close more people, more sales within our DMs. But I also know that you were able to replace your nine to five salary using the methods that you teach today. And the thing I find amazing is you were able to do that just within the course of 28 days. So first of all, how was your transition from being in a nine to five, getting laid off and then starting your own business? And how did you do that? How did you replace your salary so quickly? Yes. So, I mean, obviously it was a shock that I was going to be laid off or that I got laid off during the pandemic, right? A a time of uncertainty. So, you know, it was a mini panic at first. I was like, okay, what do I do? How am I going to navigate this? Am I going to go full-time and take that leap or not? And I said, you know what, like any entrepreneur, you have to really give your business a chance to thrive in a full-time environment. And so I decided to go for it. And the way I was able to replace my income was Now that I knew I had so much extra time on my hands, I focused on selling. I focused on conversations because those are where the conversions happen. And so being able to leverage more of my time into 
getting more people to DM me, me doing more outreach because that is a thing and just directing all of my content marketing to the DMs. Talk to me, talk to me. That's where we're going to have the conversation. That's where we're going to convert. Priming my audience to do that. That was really the success and just being able to magnify that because of the extra additional time that I had. So where did you get the knowledge and the strategies from? Is this something you did in your nine to five or just something you've learned? I have been closing the DMs since the beginning of my business when I was first a life coach, niche down to a mindset coach, did a little bit of manifestation coaching, business coaching, and here we are DMs. So DMs have followed me all throughout those different niches or pivots, right? And then in terms of my nine to five job, I did feel that I could enhance my selling skills. I come from a marketing social media background, so I know that world very well. And so I actually did get my last job was directly in sales, primarily, you know, a lot of conversations on LinkedIn, B2B. So I did get some experience there from a corporate standpoint, but my methods and strategies really come from being conversational and authentic and being able to do that over the life of my business Mm -hmm. and seeing what are the patterns, what type of intro messages really work, right? And collecting all that data and then coming up with some frameworks and methodologies for closing without sales calls. So I think it's a mixture, but I really pride myself on being successful because I've been able to do it while being different types of coaches. Got it. So talk to me about why you prefer DMs instead of sales calls. And then are there times when sales calls are still appropriate? So... I don't do any sales calls. Ah, <laughs> Once okay. you go into the DMs and start teaching people how to do DMs, one, I think there's an expectation of, so you're going to do sales calls still? But most importantly, I don't, I don't like it. I don't think that it's necessary. I think closing on a sales call is really when people lack the know-with-all or how to qualify properly. Mm-hmm. And when there's sort of a fear that the, that the sale won't close because you're so attached to it. I think that's a lot of reasons why we get on sales calls. Also, like, I feel like I need to, that's the best way to qualify people. I hear a lot of my clients say. And so the way I've been able to remove those sales calls is by looking at how can I improve the way that I qualify, which does come down to what type of content am I putting out? So, you know, to share something with your audience, if you were to go look at my social media, you will see that most of my content is based on shifting people's perspectives so that they are in alignment with my program and they're ready to buy and overcoming any and all objections that I get. So that way, when people come in my DMs, they're more likely to buy and they're ready and they don't even feel like they need a sales call. They just need to talk to me and then figure out how to enroll. And so I think when you shift your content from less educational into more speaking to people's beliefs, their pains, their desires, and show here's the solution, my program, it's going to be much easier to do it without sales calls. And then also I noticed too as well, I was doing a lot of launches and you know how launches go ups and downs and it's open and it's closed and launches can be kind of exhausting in my opinion. And I realized during that time, I had to add more calls to my calendar. And some of those calls were 30, 45 minutes. I've even been on sales calls where I was like, why is this two hours? What am I doing? Oh, wow. At that point, they are just asking you to coach them. Right. (laughs) You know, and that was way back in the day, but I realized there can be some danger zone in in, in, on sales calls and quite frankly, taking up my calendar. And so how can I do this in the DMs? How can I get people excited to just ask their questions energetically and get to the point and then be able to provide them with the solutions and here's how you enroll. Hmm. So could you map out what that sales funnel or what that content funnel looks like to get people to the point where they are ready to purchase in the DMs. Yeah. So the first thing that people really need to be focusing on is live video because 
oftentimes people lack the gap of how do I close or who who are my ideal clients? They don't know. And typically posting content is not going to fully, or I should say posting static pieces of content, everything but live video is not really going to bring those warmest leads up out of the audience. You're just going to get a bunch of likes and you can't really tell who's warm or not, right? You're going to go through every person and try to talk to them, maybe. And so live video, what that really does is over time and consistency, your ideal clients know you for going live, they're going to show up. Those who are showing up are your warmest leads right then and there. And so if you're posting this content that's shifting beliefs, meaning what do people need to believe to enroll? What are people need to hear to be able to take make the decision? What get, gets in the way of people enrolling? Why do they, you know, delay action? What what are their fears? All the things around selling your service and getting them to make the decision when you create that content, it's not necessarily what your buyers want to hear, but it's what they need to hear. And so what you will find is people are leaving much more in-depth comments instead of just, I see a lot of comments that say, oh, you're inspirational. This is so amazing. Great post. That doesn't tell you they want to buy, right? And so when you create content that goes much deeper on a psychological level, you get comments like, wow, this is exactly what I needed to hear today. I am struggling with this. And you are, you know, you hit the nail on the head. Now you know that if they haven't DM'd you first already, those are people you need to go have a conversation with. And so that live video helps funnel more leads into your DMs, makes it much more clear who your warm leads are. And that's the first point to being able to successfully close. You need to know they're ready, they're interested on some shape or form, right? After that, again, most of the time, this gets people to DM you first when you're doing this well. Really, the next thing you need to go right into is to qualify of, you know, getting in the friend zone. I'm going to keep it casual at the beginning. No, 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 no. You're here to sell your service and get paid for that and transform lives. So right away, the first question I ask people when they DM me is, I'm super excited to tell you a little bit more about my program. Is it okay if I ask you some questions about it to see if this is a good fit for you? That question alone will move the needle forward. And so that mitigates any of that. I get friend zone. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to start the conversation. Right now, we're talking business from the beginning. And after that, it's really about understanding what information do you need to know about your prospect to be able to say that they're a good fit, right? Sort of like, what would you be asking on a sales call? It's very similar, right? So assessing their need. Is this something they really need? Why do they need it? Why are they interested? Where are they at in their life or their business or whatever you know, you're trying to sell to them? What may be preventing them from getting those results? So the questions are very similar to a sales call, but what you're doing in the DMs is you're being able to ask it, I think in a way that's less pressure for both of you all, right? Because when you're a sales call, it's very in the moment, there's this energy of like, we got to close the sale, which sometimes isn't helpful to either party. A lot of people, when they feel that they're under pressure, the prospect, they're they're like, I don't know. I just need time right. to think. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. stressed. So I think but the also DM, how long or over what span of time is this DM conversation taking place? Yeah. So well, my clients, when they come to me, typically months, I'm telling you, nurturing, like it could take forever. But when you know what questions to ask and you know how to guide the conversation with authority a week, two weeks, maybe a few days, the same day. So we're really trying to shorten it, shorten it from, I need to nurture for months and months and slowly come back and ease into the conversation. So how can we close this or get the prospect to make a decision whether they buy or not right away? The goal is like right away, really. And so I think it's about an energy. And especially because we're not on sales calls, the one risk that people may get into is that they don't 
have enough urgency with the questions they're asking and being straightforward and direct because people can then just leave you on red. So there's some things we need to overcome when it comes to DMs. And so one of the ways that a lot of times I'm telling clients to overcome people who leave them on red or ghost them is by being upfront and saying, hey, it's okay if this is not a decision for you or this is not a program that you're interested in. You can totally just let me know right now so that we don't waste each other's time. We can say things like this, right? And so back to the qualifying, that's really about understanding like the need, the urgency. Are they interested now or later? And then oftentimes a financial investment, right? A lot of my clients on their application form, they will ask about that. And that gives them some information about their quality, their ability to invest. But this is a question I don't think is off limits and it should be said in the DMs, right? Let's talk a little bit more about your ability to invest. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Right? But so, wait, at what point are they going into your application form? Because I thought it, this was going to be more of like a, a live video so, to DM type of So funnel. sometimes, and apologies if I confused and didn't mention that, sometimes clients will have them fill out an application first. So that that also will can shorten the DM. So let's say it comes from your live and they're in your DMs. I'm super excited you're interested in working with me. I have a short application for you. That's one option, right? And so what I like to do is give clients options on how to enroll people, but it typically all comes back down to the DMs and people always have questions. So they come back in the DMs and that's typically where you send them a link to enroll. But again, some people have sales pages or application pages and they might fill that out. And again, that will then give them more information to then Say, I noticed you said you're wanting to hit your first 10K month, but you're really struggling to get there and you've been doing everything. What does everything look like, right? That's something we'd say in the DMs, right? And then from there, walk me through that, what's not working. And typically when it comes to then qualifying, like to sum it up, I have my clients do a three-part little summary. It sounds to me like you're struggling with X, Y, and Z, naming those like three things that they mentioned. Is that correct? Does that sound like where you're at in business, right? They're like, oh yeah, or life, wherever, right? Of course it sounds right. (laughs) You've just summed it up. And then from there, it's okay, great. Let's talk about you getting help. Here's the program, right? Here's the offer. Here's how much it costs. Are you interested? Are you ready to enroll, right? The time is now. You've already addressed that you have a challenge and I can help you solve that. That's what the pitch sort of looks like. And then they either decide or they don't. And sometimes there are objections, but the goal is to handle these objections before they get in the DM. This is why it comes back to knowing your ideal client. If you don't know your ideal client's potential objections, you risk getting them all in the DMs. And then it's a it's mm. way too much. But what are some potential objections that could come up in the DMs? And how would you recommend we address so, of them? Of course, I don't have the money, but I always say to clients, let's go deeper. What does that mean? So that's a question I'd ask. I know investing can be hard. So tell me a little bit more about your financial situation when you say you don't have the money. What does that mean? What does that look like for you? Because that could mean they don't have the money. They got to figure it out. Oftentimes, prospects realize they're spending too much money on other things. Sometimes they don't have the money because they just invested in a program and not getting results. So it's not necessarily that I don't have the money. It's I'm in another program and I'm not getting results. And that's like the, the, the challenge. So I always say when in doubt, when, whenever you get any objection, tell me more about that. What does that look like? Because most of the time prospects or the client doesn't actually understand the prospect's objection. Another objection around time. I don't have the time. A lot of people in the DMs will say, oh, okay, I understand. No, you don't. What Do they have kids? What does that look like? So you just ask them, tell me a little bit more about your time constraints. What does that look like? Right. If again, if you already know they have kids, I know you have three kids. 
Is that part of the problem? What is you need to know a little bit more about their situation right. that gives you leverage to come back and respond. And so objection handling is less about knocking it out of the park and having the perfect objection, but talking through their challenges and seeing if there's a place where you still fit in. And I think that's a mindset shift, even on sales calls, right? We're so quick to try to just like overcome it and be right to get them enrolled. And I think that was what leads to sales feeling icky and you know all of that. Another objection that I hear is, this is sort of around time, but it's just not the right fit. I'm just not sure. This typically means that the prospect doesn't have clarity on what the heck is in the program. They're really not sure if you're a good fit for them, what the results are going to be. And so I always say, you know, I'm having a hard time understanding some of your challenges around you being unsure. Can you walk me through a little bit of what you're thinking? What's the process? What's What are your gaps, your challenges? I'm not really understanding that, right? And that is going to be telling as to why they're not sure. And then from there, you can, again, I think it's almost like a cycle. Sum up like, okay, so it sounds like you're saying to me, the reason you're really not sure is is you're not sure what results you're going to get. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Sound good, right? Or, okay, you're telling me you're working a nine to five and you have two kids. So you're just not sure how this fits into your time, right? Let's talk a little bit more about how you can enroll in the program with only two hours a week, whatever, right? So you got to really think about what's the objection and then how does your program solve it? If it does, if it doesn't, you need to be honest. So I'm always looking at where they're here. How can I get them here with my program? So people give me the time objection all the time. And I'm like, actually, you only need about X amount of hours per week to enroll in this program. I can walk you through that a little bit more. Does that make sense? Soon as you feel like you've answered their objection, well, it sounds like we've covered everything. Sounds like I've handled all your objections. You have clarity. You know that this is a good fit. You're super excited. Would you like to proceed from here? Would you like to enroll? Are you ready to get this show on the road? Whatever you want to say, however your language is. But I think the key to DM sales is one, voice memos. We're not doing a lot of texting because people need to hear you or see you. I do videos sometime, especially in the beginning or when I'm answering an objection. And being yourself, guys, the way I say it may not be the way you say it. I'm very, I'm a challenger. I'm a natural pusher. Not like push to sell, but push to think differently. Push to see a different way, a new reality. So I I come across very bold in that way. Some people a little more reserved and that's okay. So I think it's about understanding your personality related to what are people saying? What are their challenges? What are their objections? So if people give me objections, I'll say like, with respect, I call BS on that. You're not believing yourself right now. And this is not really coaching. Let me give you the answers. But I'm just going to tell you, this is part of the reason why you need help. Because you're, you know, you, you don't even believe you can make money, right? Or whatever the objection is. So I'm, I'm, I'm really, I call it like the challenger mindset. It's by, it's a famous book called The Challenger. But really about being able to predict how prospects will act and think their motives and when you understand that, that's like that cell psychology, you can, you can respond accordingly. You can, again, do the thinking for them. And then they're going to be like, how did you know, right? And then that leads to closing the cell. Got it. So earlier you mentioned getting people's permission to move to the next step. And I, I believe that's called permission-based marketing. So yeah. could you explain a little bit more about that and how we can use that to kind of move the conversation along? Yes. So... One, if someone's messaging first, there's already that subtle permission. 
because they're coming to your DMs. Yeah. So right there, you've got more leverage right away. I still always say like, hey, I want to, I'm, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions related to my program. Is that cool? Make sure you're comfortable with that, right? So just kind of like a pulse check. You're comfortable? Everything's sounding good? Is this resonating? Those are all forms of like, hey, permission or checking in, right? So I kind of use that interchangeably. So especially when I'm summing up or I just snatched someone's edges when I just like overcame their <laughs> objection, like... I know that was a lot. I mean, you probably weren't prepared for that, but are you okay? Is this resonating? So just checking in, right? If you're messaging people first, which the beginning of my business, I did mostly cold messaging to close my clients. You definitely got to be checking in, you know? You definitely got to be asking for permission. And so it doesn't have to be cold messaging in the terms of you never met the person and like you just literally found them. But someone in your audience that hasn't messaged you first, I still call that a cold message. I... I infuse it into my conversation. Hey, I know I'm coming out of the blue and I just messaged you first. I hope that's totally okay. I'd love to chat about X, Y, and Z. Is that okay? Is that, are you interested? Does that sound good? Those are the typical questions I'm asking. Again, I am always saying in your stories, in your live video, you need to be exhausting the phrase, like message me, DM me, so that you can get more people to DM you first because there's where that permission comes in. And as soon as someone comes in my DMs, I am going to go in, right? You came to me. And I will say like, hey, and when people start, I don't know, I just want to remind you, you came to me. And so that indicates that you need some support. Oh. That means you need some help. Is that often well-received? Yep. <laughs> yes okay. no. I'll say people are like, who is she? I know. Because right. some, some women are right. like, okay, what, what is the attitude? <laughs> but I say voice memo. Like if you type that out, how does that sound? They don't know how it sounds. Yeah, that's true. So challenging, being real, snatching edges, all of that is- Video voice and voice memo. memo. Okay. Because then they receive it like, yeah, she's right. And I will also say to some people- this is why you do live video, one, because your personality comes through. So people know what they're getting when I'm in their DMs. They know how I talk. I talk a lot. I'm very in your face. So you can assume I'm probably going to be like that in the DMs. I'm not going to be like, hi, you know, not shy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So however you show up on video is also what you're going to get in the DMs. And this is why that's the best way to also show up so people know what to kind of expect. Again, right? We all have perceptions of people. And so it's not said, like, I expect Candace to be in my face, but they're going to just know that energy, right? This is why also people, when they DM me first, when they're actually sort of caveat, maybe trying to pitch me, they'll be like, I know you're a DM sales coach and you're probably going to tear this apart, but I want to tell you about my program, right? So they already know. They're coming to my DMs. How are they going to act? They need right, to act. Right, right. Oh. But I would just say you guys can't be afraid to pause for a second because I know we want the sell and go deeper. And deeper doesn't necessarily mean coaching for hours, but say your point and say it concisely. And so I think a big gap where people don't go deeper is as soon as it starts to get a little tough, they back off, they give up, they just go sleep people on red. And so again, knowing that it may get tough, right? The You're not sure how, how to overcome the objection. You feel awkward, whatever the emotion is. Just breathe in, breathe out, but also say to that person, hey, I know this is getting, I don't want to say heated, but whatever you want to express to the person, I know this is probably a lot and you're not used to this type of conversation in the DM because most people aren't, but I want to be authentic. I want to be, I want to be transparent with you. I want to be real with you. I want to X, Y, and Z. Set the tone for how you want the conversation to be. So these are things that really come out my mouth, truly. 
I'll say, I know I just sent you three messages back to back. That was probably a lot. I'm going to give you a moment to respond, but I do want this conversation to continue. I think we're on a good path. You've been resonating. I know I can help you, right? And so the person feels less afraid to come back or less like they're just going to ghost. But the mistake that most people make is it's almost like they want to just hit it and quit it. Like, let me just right sign the client. And, oh, it didn't work. I tried. No, you didn't. You go in too hot. Because if anyone approaches me too hot, I'm just like, no, you're not going to force me into a decision. And contrary to belief, slowing it down, I think will speed it up in the long run because you get so good at that. And then it becomes natural, right? And we got to shift the thought around like, oh, well, how long is all this going to take? Well, if you're selling high ticket, it's worth the effort because one client at 3,000, 5,000, 10, whatever, is, is that that's worth a conversation to me, right? <laughs> You're trying oh, to get to pay you that much. So this also, this process is also working for 10K offers as well. Oh, yeah. I have okay. one client who her highest package is 35,000. And she's selling in the DMs. Yep. No sales calls. She did a hundred and like 50K launch, got people in, right? And so the what's required of you is in stealing that trust and connection people hearing your voice. And again, she's not, it's not even taking her weeks, one, because her content is speaking to those people. And then two, she's like, hey, you ready to enroll or not? And I think that's the power of social media working so fast. We're all on fast pace. Lean into that. People, the prospects want immediate sort of satisfaction. They want results, typically free coaching. So I'm going to lean into that sort of fast paced energy and be like, let's get this show on the road. You ready or not? If not, that that's okay. But Like, let's make no mistake around wasting our time, right? We're not going to waste time here. And so I'll even say to some people sometimes when it's been a while, they haven't responded back. Hey, I'm sensing some resistance around the conversation or maybe a little lack of urgency on responding, which is totally fine. You can just let me know if this is not the best time for you to have this conversation and you're not interested anymore. So I can close it out and move on, guys. The key, I think, to successful DM closing is to be able to move out the stuff that's not working or else you just have a a bunch of half-tempted messages. So those are just some tips that I give you guys. What kind of close rate can we expect if we follow your your methods? Oh, that's a good question. And I'm like, you see my face because it depends on how many leads you have. (laughs) It depends on if you're moving the message forward. You know, some of my clients... 50%, 50%, some of them 80, 90. It depends on your skills. In the beginning, you can expect a close rate lower because you just may not be good at it. But that's the reality of business when you're mastering a skill, right? Once you get much better, right? I think some of it is also volume as well, too. So, like maybe your close rate is lower and that sounds, oh, not so great. But how many people are coming in that through that door? So, it's different scenarios and different variations for different people. But to make people successful, we, we look at, well, how many people are you trying to enroll? Then let's reverse engineer that math. So if you're trying to hit five a month, right? Typically about how many people do you need to be talking to, right? How many of those people need to be warm? Again, live video, you need to be going to live or posting some sort of video X amount of times. That's really different for each person's business. But I will tell you as the stakes go up for how much your price point, right? Close rate matters just a little less because you're bringing more and more money. And so my client was like, I just want to work with eight people in the next six months. That is so attainable. So attainable. 
But again, that's at a 35K package, whereas some people 2K, it's different. What I can tell you is my close rate has been higher than the DMs and the sales calls. I think that's part of my energy though, because I just hated sales calls. So there's something about getting on it. I was like, uh, but it all comes down to qualifying again, if and, and spotting a good lead. There are people I won't entertain their messages. Hey, you're not going to be a good fit. I'll tell them why. Maybe I look at their content profile, too new, whatever. I really wish you the best of luck, right? A lot of people, their close rate suffers, I think, because they hold on to messages for so long or they are they have no business talking to some of these people <laughs> or someone who you know is not going to buy because they're not serious. They're asking for free help. They're under everybody's comments asking for free help. You got to really pay attention to who you're talking to. This is why it's quality over quantity always. Another tip I can say around something to get people some more leads right now, Clubhouse. Clubhouse Uh, has been- How have you been using it? To enroll people in my program. So (laughs) literally what it looks like is I have been, in January, I think I did like 35 rooms. It was a little obsessive, but I wanted to test it. And some were partnered with other people, some were by myself. So I really recommend to grow your following, do it with some awesome people, but then also some on your own where you can talk about your program and your whatever you're selling. And again, mindset types of content. So five shifts you need to make to sell high ticket was a room I did, right? How to leverage DMs and live video, three mistakes you're making. But not necessarily teaching them how to do it, but like the mindset around it. A client case study one I did. And so then I'm getting on these clubhouses and throughout the whole conversation, not just at the end, I'm pitching my program to apply and to DM me if they're interested. And it's been phenomenal. And, you know, the people have that I've enrolled, they found me. And then within the same week, they've enrolled. So most people the same day or the next day. (laughs) But here's the thing, though. People mistake, or once you get to a certain level in business, people think, oh, you're not, I don't have to do DMs. Why should I have to reach out to people? All except two, I have directly reached out to them right away because they came on my clubhouse, a lot of challenges, a lot of pains. I was like, I don't client, I can help them. I did say, hey, DM me after, but I'm aggressive. I DM the same night and here we are. And then boom, they're in the program, right? So my my advice is whether in clubhouse, Facebook, Instagram, If you know you can help someone by what they're saying to you, you see their content, whatever their page, what they're not doing, what they should be doing, reach out and and talk about that. And so I think that sort of goes into that cold messaging. But I've always said like, hey, I found you on X, Y, and Z, wherever I found you. Maybe we connected over this. This is what something you said that resonated. I want to talk more about that because I think I can help you with that. Or I have some great pieces of some words of wisdom for you related to X, Y, and Z. Do you want to hear it? Starts the conversation. But I think people are really missing out on reaching out first, still in their business, because that leads to leads to the sales. That is such good advice. And so for anyone listening who's like, okay, I know I haven't been using DMs to their fullest potential in my business. Everything you say resonates. Where should they start? What's the first thing they should take away and do that today? They should look at their current conversations. Everyone has some sort of conversation going on in their DMs. What looks like potential, you know, flag them. I flag all my leads that I'm in conversations with related to my program. Delete ones that are trash, like clear out your DMs, organize your DMs. And then as soon as you have like a list, a short list of the people that are you need to follow up with, you need to go deeper, you know you really need to pitch them, you're afraid, do it. Do whatever you need to do. 
Start there. After you've moved that forward, when you're just waiting for responses, the next place is your last like five, six posts. A lot of people are not responding to their posts. And if you haven't talked to those people and you go look at your comments, those people need to DM, especially if you see their face multiple times. That and stories, I'd say you can start between those two. It just depends where you have your most frequent people. Again, people always think they need to grow their audience and they need more people. I need to get more followers. No, you need to go deeper with the followers you have and close them. So stories are huge. Yeah, because if you don't know how to convert the people you have, what are you going to do with more people? So then check your stories and go message those people. I say typically, hey, name, I see you've been watching my stories. There's nothing creepy about that. It's the truth. I really appreciate your engagement. I'm assuming that means you're really interested in DM sales. Maybe you're trying to get into it. Maybe you're doing it. This is literally how I would talk on a voice memo. I'd love to hear more about that. Tell me more. What's, what's your DM strategy game looking like? That's very conversational, flowy, fun. You hear how I'm speaking the words. People are going to respond to that. Also ask people how they found me too, because that's very telling. And I'm like, oh, by the way, also, do you remember how you found me? I'm very interested in knowing. That's great data for me. Again, if it's hashtags, explore page, whatever, it's just, it's important. So again, those are three places you can start. You're going to have more than enough things to do and to get together. Your current DMs, because people have so many people on red, they don't know what to say. Quick tip, if it's been like months, again, I lead with just stating what the facts are. Hey, name, oh my gosh, it's been months since we've talked to each other. I literally haven't been clear on my DMs. Shame on me. I'd say that, whatever. I I have no problem throwing myself under the bus. Uh, Whatever you want to say, I would probably look at their page first. I noticed you've been doing X, Y, and Z. I noticed you've changed your branding, whatever you notice, or I noticed you haven't been showing up. What's going on? And I know we haven't talked in a while. You're good. I know we're in a pandemic. Start a conversation. Boom. Now you got a conversation going. So it's really easier if you just think outside of like, let me make money. What can you connect to? We're literally in a pandemic. I'm always bringing that up. I'm checking in on you because I know we're in a pandemic. It's really hard out here. Like, are you good? So that's, that's my tips. Go follow up with people. Go message your warmest leads. People watching your stories time and time again. People always say, but Candace, I think they're another coach. You may be coaching other coaches. That's true. Help coach. You can help coach coaches. If you're a mindset coach, you can coach other coaches, right? right? Don't assume you know their business or what they're doing. Go message them anyway. Because I've made that mistake. I'm like, oh, they have more followers than me. They look like they're making more than me. And then they end up enrolling them because they need my help. So you just got to do it. You don't know what is actually going on until you ask. Exactly. Ooh, so after we do those first three things you suggested, how can people follow up with you, maybe even enroll in your program? Yes. So you can slide in my DMs. But first, look at my content. Make sure you know what, like, it's a lot of information on my page about the program. So do, do a little bit of research. <laughs> but most importantly, you can click the link in my bio, Candace Chapman underscore on Instagram. I'm sure to be in the show notes. And I have a apply to direct message to profit application page. I'm typically going to make you fill out that application because that just gives me a bunch of information to start a juicy conversation. And then boom, we'll go from there. Thank you so much, Candice. I think you've given a lot of people some homework, some homework that's actually going to yield some good revenue for them. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. This is so much fun. 
iOffscripters, I'm so glad you made it to the end of this episode. If you enjoy listening to our show, please pay it forward by sharing us with your network. Between episodes, you can find me on Instagram. Our handle is at She's Off Script, or you can catch up on past episodes at She's Off Script.com. See you on the next one.